Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. When we address political things from the perspective of Scripture, we aren't being political, we are being scriptural. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are helping believers live out kingdom truth in the context of the culture and their local church. We're in Mark 10 today. We're doing portraits of Jesus, and we're going to read from Mark 10, about 10 or so verses of Scripture here. Uh, Getting up, he went from there to the region of Judea, and behold, the Jordan crowds gathered around him again, and according to his custom, he once more began to teach them. Some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of your heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. The two shall become one flesh. They are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, the disciples began questioning him about this again. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. So let's get the text here. Jesus is teaching because that's what he does. He's a teacher. And the Pharisees attempt to test him by asking him not only a theological question, but asking him a political question. Remember, John the Baptist was beheaded by Harold Antipas because he challenged the validity of the king's marriage because he had gone away with one sister to marry another, as it were, the other wife. And so the wife did not like that. And uh, John the Baptist ended up losing his head. So you you, you've got to understand the sign of the times here. And so they're not just trying to trap him and test him with a theological question, but they're trying to trap him with a political question. But Jesus stays right on track, okay? You know, things are only political when we don't scripturize them. When we address things that have a political manifestation, when we address them from the scripture, we're not being political, we're being scriptural, we're being seekers of truth. Now, here's where you got to pay attention. Jesus said, because they're asking him, what did Moses say? And Jesus said, well, what did Moses command you? Now, they were smart enough, they picked up on this, and they said, well, Moses permitted So they're falling back on Deuteronomy 24.1. You can read Deuteronomy uh, 24.1. Let me read it for you. When a man takes a wife and marries her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes because she has some indecency, or some translations say uncleanness in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out 
from his house. Now, this is not talking about adultery because adultery in marriage was punishable by death. And the word there, indecency or uncleanness, does not refer to adultery. It, it refers to some, uh, you know, flaw in her temperament or maybe something else, unable to maybe have sexual relations. We don't know. It's a broad thing. And uh, Moses said here, you can do this. But see, Jesus was, then Jesus says, oh, because of the hardness of your heart, but from the beginning of creation. So they quote Deuteronomy, but Jesus quotes Genesis where he says, this was not from the beginning, but that man and woman should be one, that a man should leave his mother, leave his father, cleave to his wife. Jesus goes through that understanding of what the nature of marriage is. So when they inquired about divorce, Jesus said, well, what did Moses command? It's interesting that they went to the divorce law or the divorce grace and not to the authority of marriage. So there's a great interaction that happens here that is going on. Now, the disciples are stirred up by this conversation. And so in verse 10, it says, and in the house, the disciples begin questioning him about this again. So they're, they're intrigued by this answer. They want some more clarification on this answer. And Jesus is going to give them that answer. And he proceeds to tell them, if a man divorces his wife and then marries another woman, he's committing adultery against his wife. Now, my understanding of this is that when a man divorces a woman or a woman divorces a man for the purpose of marrying another person, in other words, I see somebody better, I like somebody, I want to trade you in on a new unit, then that is the motivation of adultery. Okay, because if you read Deuteronomy 24 in the next verse, it talks about that woman being free to remarry, not the woman who instigated the divorce, but the woman who was divorced. Okay, so is there room for remarriage? I think there is. I will say this, that I think we I think we treat it far, far too lightly in the body of Christ. Okay, and uh I think it needs to be dealt with a lot more soberly. I will say this, though. Remember the woman at the well when he said to her, woman, who's your husband? And she said, I have no husband. And he said, oh, you rightly say because you've been married five times and the woman you're with or the man you're with is not your husband. So even though those marriages may have been quote unquote illegal or not sanctified or blessed, some people say, well, that was just because she was a Samaritan. I don't think so. I think God's law applies to everybody. Uh, the marriage was still recognized. And I will tell you, as a pastor, there have been more than one occasion where people wanted me to officiate their wedding who were members of our church. And because of the circumstances of their divorce on one or both partners, I declined to officiate that marriage. I didn't curse them. I didn't condemn them. I just I said, I do not feel comfortable doing that. Uh, and in uh, at least one case, uh, I said, you know, maybe one of the other elders would be willing to do that. But for me, it's a conscience issue. I will say this, though. 
in those cases, those people stayed in the church, interestingly enough. They didn't get mad at me and quit the church uh, because I explained my position and walked them through it. And interestingly, they, they stayed in the church. Uh, at that point, I believe, according to the scriptural principle, I'm obligated to recognize that marriage, okay, as a, as a legal marriage. Now, that doesn't mean I'm totally comfortable with it, but I'm, I'm going to refer to them as a married couple. Uh, so there's, <laughs> this gets a little bit complicated. However, however, I'm probably going to have a lot of reservation if I didn't feel the liberty on marrying in their circumstances on promoting them into any kind of leadership, at least until such a time where that marriage had been proven rock solid for a number of years. Why would I say that? Because marriage is ultimately the breaking of a covenant. And there are people that wrongly think even if a person commits adultery, then the other person has the the uh, the right, and I guess they do have the right to file for divorce. But I think from Jesus' teaching here, he's saying ultimately it's because of the hardness of your heart. Okay, I don't think divorce is the unpardonable sin, and I don't think divorce necessarily disqualifies a person from being remarried. But when a person divorces somebody. For the purpose of marrying another person, then I think you are in very, very shaky ground. And Jesus said here he commits adultery against that person. Okay? So it's interesting that the Pharisees quote Moses. Uh, and what had happened here, why this was such a loaded question, was because that passage in Deuteronomy 24 does not like identify absolute particular things, you know, like displeasing, saying there's something wrong. Maybe, maybe the person was, you know, just hard, hard to get along with, or maybe they had some physical issue that they hid that for, you know, didn't allow them to have marital relations. We don't know. But what had happened at this time was Jewish men were just saying, I don't think I like this one. I think I'll get a new model. That's what it had revolved into. So it was already uh, taking the license of something and taking it far beyond the borders. So Jesus, when he asked them about Moses, they go to Deuteronomy 24, but Jesus goes to Genesis 1. He goes to Genesis 5, where you talk about the very purpose of marriage. And, and, and he also, I think, really takes a shot at some of the root issues here because he talks about a man leaving and cleaving, okay? Uh, he talks about them being joined together, and often, <clears throat> often in marriages, this is really one of the root problems. You know, you can't leave one relationship and enter into another relationship where you've got to give your whole self to that relationship. And often people getting married are not drawing a line between their past, even in a good past, even with good parents and a good family and all those things. Now that marriage has got to be the ultimate and primary and exclusive focus to some degree of what they're building in their life. And I think we need stronger teaching on that often. 
But this is a glimpse of Jesus. He did not run away from a political question, but he answered it with the Bible. Okay? And he got to the root of the matter, so much so that the disciples asked for clarification on this matter because it was a very big question at the time, as it has been in all times. So, really something to think about in our portraits of Jesus. Hey, read the Bible. It's amazing. Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Jesus did not run away from the political questions. He answered it with scripture and got to the root of the matter. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.